Okay, God is good. God is so good, isn't he? He's so good. He's so good. Oh, come on. He's so good. He's so good. We're so glad to be in the house of the Lord. We're so glad that Jesus is our Lord. Amen. We are glad. We are glad. We are glad. I mean, we have nothing to be sad about. We have everything to celebrate. Oh, my goodness. God is so good, isn't he? He's so good. He paid the price. He sent his son and he paid the price for our redemptive, our redemption. He paid that price. He paid that price. He made us free. He made us free. He made us free. He made us free. It's so exciting to know that we are free in him. We are free. We can walk in that freedom every minute of every day. Oh, man, Pastor, what do you mean by that? I got a lot of thoughts going on. <laughs> I got a lot of thoughts going on. Well, what do you do with your thoughts? What do you do? If you don't do anything with your thoughts, they're going to come out of your mouth. Now, this isn't my lesson, but I don't care. I'm just going to follow along. So what do you do with your thoughts? You have to do something with them. I mean, if you swallow them, they're going to get down in your inner man, aren't they? Yeah. yeah, you have to set them, get them off of, get them out of your thinking and set your mind on things above. That's what we have to do. We have to do that. So we don't think on things. Everything that we think on lines up with the word of God. Everything we think on makes Jesus Lord. And so if we're doing that, we should be free all the time, right? If we're doing that, we should be able to walk in freedom. Amen. 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 God is so good. God is so good. Amen. Well, we're, we're going to be hitting healing. We're, we're going to be hitting healing. <laughs> we're going to be talking about healing, okay? I, I, I'm kind of moving around, but I want to focus on healing because I think it's really relevant, relevant because there's, there's a number of situations. Some of you know about them, some of you don't. And so I really want to make that, I want to make us come alive in the area of healing because we all are healed. We all are healed. We're all delivered. We're all set free. And so we need to, we need to know that up here. This becomes a stumbling block. And if we don't have it here, it's hard for us to walk it out. Amen? Okay, so I wanna, I'm going to share some things with you, and then we're going to do a little exercise. And uh, Anyway, Genesis. You can write these down. You can turn there if you want to. Genesis 3. Um, Basically, it talks about where Adam fell. And uh, at that point in time, that's where death came into. Death came in. Death started the death destruction or destruction. Amen. It's death. The process began the minute when Adam sinned and he, he missed the mark. Okay. So that death process has started and sickness came in at that point in time. And so we have been scrambling or God has been working to get that all annihilated for us. And he did that in the death, burial, resurrection of Jesus Christ. He did that. It's not going to happen. See, he's done everything he's going to do. He's done it all. It's our part now. He's done everything when it comes to preaching the gospel, to laying hands on the sick, to casting out devils. He's done all of that already. He's done in the death, burial, and resurrection. So it's your job to do it. It's my job to do it. It's our job to walk out whatever he's put in his word. It's our job to do that. Amen? Amen. Amen. So he's done it. He's done it all. He's done everything he's going to do. Man has to do the rest. Right? Okay. 
All right, just want to make sure we're on the same page. Okay, so Romans 5, we don't need to turn there. Sin came into the world because of the one thing that Adam, because of what Adam did, sin came in. Well, then who came in to take care of all of that? Who came? Jesus did, all right. So let's look at Deuteronomy first, I think. We'll start there. Excuse me. Um, we're, We're probably not going to get done today. There is so much on healing that for me, it's, it's where do we start? I mean, how, what, how much? I just am over, overload, and I want to cover it all. Excuse me here. I just want to cover it all. Deuteronomy 28. Um, <clears throat> excuse me here. Of course, you recognize this chapter verse, chapter. It's the blessings, but it also discusses the curses if you, you know, are are um, not born again or down the road, not born again. But it talks about the blessings, the blessings. And in all those scriptures, you can run into scriptures and say that you're, you're cursed if you have this and cursed if you have that. And I want you to go to verse 60, please. And he will bring back on you all the diseases of Egypt of which you were afraid, and they shall cling to you. And verse 61, also every sickness and every plague which, not written in the book of this law, the Lord will bring on you until you are destroyed. Well, there's different um, plagues and different diseases that are in that Deuteronomy 28. But they're all there, and you can look them up and read them if you want to. But the main one that comes to, if maybe yours isn't covered, doesn't make any difference. He said, also, every sickness and every plague. But the thing that we can rejoice in the fact is Galatians 3.13. So we can turn there. Galatians 3.13, please. Does anybody quote that by heart? Back there? (laughs) Okay, I picked on him last week. Galatians 3.13. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us, for it is written, cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree. Christ redeemed us. That means he took your place on on the cross. He redeemed you. He paid the price. He bought you back from the sin nature and and gave you a a godly nature. Amen? He redeemed us. You know, when you take a... I was trying to find a pop bottle this morning, as some of you know, but... You know, pop bottles, we have to take them to the redemption center and we get money back. Well, see, it's the same principle. Dick used to use this, this same thing. When, we, when we've been bought by a price, the price of the blood of Jesus Christ, we were redeemed back. We were given back. We were put back into his place, in his position, into his life, into his healing, to his wholeness. That's where we, we were put back as if we were put right back in, in Eden. Nothing changed. That's where we are in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. That's where we are because we have, Jesus has paid the price. So we have the same things that Adam had when he was walking around the garden before he fell. He, was, he had everything he needed, right? He had healing and wholeness, right? So we were bought back 
God says, God says, I'm going to send my son, and he's going to pay the price, and I'm going to get my family back. Is that, is that understandable? He's going to pay the price. Jesus is going to hang on the cross. Instead of you hanging on the cross, Jesus is going to hang on the cross, and he's going to pay the price just as if you hung on the cross. Each one of you, he's going to pay the price, and he's going to get you back under, under God the Father's um, um, God the Father, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So I, I just think it's so relevant and so important that we know that Jesus redeemed us from the curse of the law. He redeemed us. He set us free from that. Amen? Let's read that again. However, the law is not of... Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us, for it is written, Cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree. In order, let's read 14, in order that in Christ Jesus the blessing of Abraham might come to the Gentiles so that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Okay, so we've been redeemed back. Amen. Okay, so that makes us free. Jesus paid a tremendous ransom for each one of us. A tremendous ransom. And so we can't just walk around and slap him in the face and say, okay, well... I don't know that it's mine. Well, why don't you know that it's yours? Why don't you know that healing is yours? Why don't you know that prosperity is yours? Why don't you know those things? You know, it's the same, same thing as the Lord had me say, don't you know? You remember that Sunday morning we said, do you know? Do you know that healing belongs to you? Do you know that you're prosperous? Do you know those things? He wants the church to know those things so that we can walk in that when things get a little tough. You know, I don't know how tough things are going to get, but I do know the church needs to know these things. He made that real clear to us that Sunday. And, and so, you know, there's, there's areas now, I mean, we're seeing where, where um, doctors are having a tough time doing things that they want to do for people. We're seeing things where, you know, people aren't prospering like they should, but they could if they knew what they had been given in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Amen? So we may not understand how that worked. We may not understand, well, how did that happen? How did Jesus pay the price for me? How did he do that? How did he do that? How how is him shedding his blood pay the price for me? Well, we, we don't understand, except we do know we have to be born again, we accept um, Jesus as Lord, and when we accept Jesus as Lord, we've been given that new nature, and that new nature is our spirit man, our new spirit man nature. So then we're well able to walk in the things that God has given us, because our spirit man needs to be in a dominant position, and our flesh man needs to take a back seat always, always, say always, always, always. Always, it should be that way. Years ago, and I've told you this before, years ago, I used to um, look at the, the Lord just, I know, prompted me, what would Jesus do in this situation? I want you to act just like Jesus did in that situation. I want you to respond like Jesus did in that situation. I want you to do that. And so somebody said, I was sharing that testimony, and somebody said, well, have you read In His Steps? I said, no. Basically, that was the Lord told me that. 
But when you get into a situation or before you do, how would Jesus act in that situation? Would he do what you did? Would he act like you want to act? You know, would he? I mean, there's times that our mind wants to go, well, you need to hit that person. Well, is that what Jesus would do? Huh? Would he do that? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. I'll tell you what. <laughs> That's why we have so much help, guys. We have that we have praying in tongues. We have the word. We have worship. We got to get the flesh nature under, 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 under. Amen. The flesh nature needs to be under. Our spirit man needs to be on a dominant position. So that every time you run into a situation, you handle it with your spirit man, not your flesh man. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, back here to, I'm going to share a, a story that I ran into as I was prepping for this. Um, um, it's, it, how many of you know Lily B. Yeoman? How, you, how many of you know of her? Oh, my. Okay. <laughs> okay, well. <laughs> um, Hagen would talk about her a lot. And, and she had, I think, four books. But anyway, she was a doctor in the 1930s. And um, uh, she had um, some kind of a sickness. I don't know that I, I know exactly what it was, but it took her, took her to her deathbed. And she was a doctor. Her father was a doctor. Her father's father was a doctor. And yet it took her to her deathbed. And so she found out about divine healing. And so she did. She found out more about that. And, and she came up off of her deathbed and she decided, I'm going to, I'm going to minister. I'm going to do that for people. She stopped being a doctor and she went to do that. And so her sister and her, you know, they, they were well to do because of the fathers being and the grandfathers being doctors. So they bought a home in California and the, the home had four extra bedrooms. So they would bring people in that were terminal or on their deathbed. And she was sharing this testimony that one day um, there was a lady coming and, you know, they could only do four at a time and they do what they, you know, um, but, but they were getting healed. So she, one day this lady came in and this lady was near death. She was near death and she had um, a heartbeat, very, uh, couldn't hardly hear it, you know. And the doctor and her wanted to give her something, you know, kind of boost that heartbeat going. But she wasn't a doctor anymore. So they put her in the bedroom and she sat down and she read the word to her for two hours. Healing scriptures. Healing scriptures about healing for two hours. Two hours. We have a hard time sitting for five minutes listening to healing scriptures. And you know, we have so much more available to us now. We have it on... on uh, YouTube, you can pull up anybody's healing scriptures just about and listen to them. And um, so she just told the lady, she says, I just want you to lay here, close your eyes and listen, listen. So the lady, she did that for two hours. And then she had to, she had to leave and go get food ready. She came back and did it for two more hours. Just read, read the healing, read the healing, read the healing, read the healing. She just read to her the word of God. Word of God, and so then she went and she went, and uh, I think the next day, then or maybe she came back up at night. I don't remember when she told her to. And Jerry's going to hand these out to everybody. This is what she told this lady to say 
over and over and over and over. And this says, according, she told us that according to Deuteronomy 28, and then you name the sickness, you name the sickness, is a curse of the law. According to Galatians 3.13, Christ has redeemed me from the curse of the law. Therefore, I no longer have the sickness, whatever it is. You understand? And so, so we're going we're gonna to do that. But she had this lady. And I'll tell you, you have to be diligent after what you want. You can't just, oh, I know Jesus paid the price. I know. He, where is it? Where is it, Lord? That's what a lot of people I feel do. Where is the healing, Lord? You have to pay the price too. And that's why he sent his word to heal you. And you just can't just not open up your Bible and look at it. You have to open up your Bible and say, Jesus is my healer. Amen? Amen. You you have to do that. You have to be aggressive after what God has promised. You can't just lay there and expect it to happen. You can't just lay there and say 10 scripture verses and expect it to happen. You have to go take it. We're going to look at that more next week. But you know, Mark 11, 23 and 24 says, uh, talks about receiving. That word receive is take. You have to take what's yours. You know, the devil doesn't want you to have to be healed. He doesn't want you free. He doesn't want you to have a good testimony. Devil don't want, he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Jesus came that you might have life and have it abundant, abundantly. Well, we've got life. We've got Jesus. Amen. But we're going to take it. I'm going to take my healing. Amen. And there's so many ways you can take your healing, but listening to the word of God is one of them. Confession is another one. And so it says here, according to Deuteronomy 28, the sickness, let's just use, um, um, what should we use? Let's say ter- tuberculosis. You don't see it around anyway. But according to Deuteronomy, tuberculosis is a curse of the law. According to Galatians 13, Christ 3.13, Christ has redeemed me from the curse of the law. Therefore, I no longer have tuberculosis. Amen? Amen. I no longer have it. <laughs> well, I never had it, but I no longer have it. Amen? And so that's what we have to do. We have to get that confession going along with, with the word of God. But she had this lady. This is what I want you to do all night long. Lady, lady said, I, I, nothing's changed. So she, she had her do it. Well, nothing had changed. She says, just, just, it doesn't matter. She was trying, I don't understand. Don't matter. Just keep saying it. Keep saying it. Just keep saying it. So this lady did. Within 48 hours, this lady got up off of her deathbed and was healed. 48 hours. Was healed. Was healed because she did. She did what the word said. She believed it. She got it in her heart. And she confessed it with her mouth. She heard what he said. Amen? Amen. Okay. So that's, I thought that was a wonder, excellent testimony. And let's do say this. You guys, you have something you can put in there. Everybody got something to put in there? I mean, don't, don't make it, don't make, don't make something up. But you can say, let's see. Um, you could say all pain, all pain in my body or something like that. Okay, so we're going to say it together. Then when we get to that place where you're supposed to say the sickness, say that, okay? All right, according to Deuteronomy 28, sickness, 
go ahead and say that. Okay, say whatever sickness you're standing against. Okay, let's start over. According to Deuteronomy 28, say the sickness is a curse of the law. According to Galatians 3.13, Christ has redeemed me from the curse of the law. Therefore, I no longer have No wonder. Okay. All right. You guys understand what to do now? You say that over and over and over. I don't care. It doesn't matter how many times you see it. It's believing, confessing, and then the manifestation. See, everything happens in the spirit realm first. We have to get it in our inner man. We have to build him up. And if we don't do anything to build him up, then it may take a little bit longer. You know how we build our inner man up, don't you guys? What is it? What is it I tell you all the time? Pray in tongues. Pray in tongues. Build up your inner man. You worship. Builds up. You confess the word. Builds up. You read the word. Builds up. So see, if you aren't dealing with anything right now, get busy and do that anyway. If you're not dealing with things things specific, now is the time. I've been listening to healing scriptures now Two or three nights. I go off and on sometimes. Sometimes it's all healing scriptures. Sometimes it's a healing message. Sometimes uh, I was listening last week to anointing. So, so it varies, but all night long, all night long, I have the word going. And see, we have that advantage now. Where back then they didn't have that, but we have the ability to put the word of God on and listen to it. So whenever I wake up, it's going. Whenever I go to sleep, I'm listening to what the word of God says. And of course, when I'm asleep, my spirit man is hearing it as well. Amen? So we have the opportunity. So build yourself up now. Yeah, I don't know what I'm going to say about that. Okay. Um, uh, let's see. Okay. Sometimes, um, sometimes, uh, um, I think I made it pretty clear when I said about, you know, we stand, we wait for God's going to drop it on me. God's done it. I've asked him, I've prayed, he's going to drop it on me. But then we we forget, we, we have to play a part in all that. But if we get so busy with our mind that we think we need to go get the newest movie out, the newest movie out, and we don't take that time that we know we should in, in the things of God, well, who's first place, guys? Huh? Who's first place in that? Well, the movie is first place in what I just said. That's why, that's why you need to repent. If that's, if that's more important to you than spending time with the Lord in your, in relationship, if um, going to get the new movie is more important to you than confessing the word or, or listening to healing scriptures or talking healing scriptures, you do need to repent. And ask the Lord to forgive you because it's um, it basically has become idol worship when that's going on. I'm getting a little serious now, but idol worship is a really big thing to because we do do that. We put those things first place, a lot of stuff first place, and we know we're doing it. But our flesh says, "Oh, go get it, and it'll be all right. I'll do it later." 
Have you ever been there and done that? <laughs> yeah, we all have done that, including myself. Okay. Okay, so let's, um, I think uh, everybody understand, should we do this one more time? You know what we're doing here? And I was going to have this, I didn't have any stickers, but I wanted to put a sticker on all of you and say I'm redeemed. Just so you go home and you see that in the mirror and you know you're redeemed. So you know what I would do? Maybe I'll have that next week. What I would do is I would take a card and write real big on there, I'm redeemed. Put that up so you keep it before you and you don't forget I'm redeemed, then I don't need to be angry. I'm redeemed, then I don't need to mouth off. I'm redeemed, then I don't need to be hurt. I'm redeemed. I'm redeemed. I'm redeemed by the blood of Jesus. Amen? Okay, so so that's, that's that. We may be able to do it at the end. Anyway, let's turn to Proverbs, please. Proverbs 4. And this is such, this is a good Proverbs 4. 420 there's a it goes through 27 we're going to read it all because it's all really very good oh let's see did I have no I I don't know if I had this on amplified or not Hmm. my son give attention to my words incline your ear to my sayings Do not let them depart from your sight. Keep them in the midst of your heart, for they are life, life. Say life. Life. What? What's life? Huh? Would you say Dennis? Zoe. Zoe. Well, yeah, Zoe. Uh, Right here. What? What carries life in it? In the Word. What carries? Oh, I said it. It's the Word of God. Word of God. It says, "Do not let them depart from your sight," And, and it's talking about the Word of God. The word of God needs to be first place and it needs to be in front of you. Do you know when the priests went in the temple, they had the word of God hanging in front of them so they didn't misstep. You know what I mean? If they misstep, they were dead. Okay. Do not let them depart from your sight. Keep them in the midst of your heart for they are life. Say life. life. The word of God God. is life. life. The word of God God. is is life. The word of God is life to those who find them and health and health to all their whole body. The word of God is life and health. The word of God is life and health. The word of God is life and health. Okay. So then it goes on. Watch over your heart with all diligence. Some of these things are going to be things that we might talk about next week, but watch over your heart with all diligence for from it flow the springs of life. So what you, what garbage goes in, this, the garbage is going to go out. So you have to watch over your heart with all diligence because out of it's going to flow life. And that's what we want flowing out of our mouths is life. We don't want to curse our bodies, do we? I hear so much of that happening. People will say, that makes me sick. Okay, let's not say that, you know. People will say that stuff. Or or um, whatever else people will say. They curse their bodies. They curse, they open the door to the demonic influence. Oh, she wants to be sick? 
okay, let's swoop down there and get her. You know what I mean? And so we, we, we have to watch the words of our mouth. We, we really do, okay? Okay, so, and watch over your heart with all diligence, for from it flow the springs of life. And, of course, I, I had the scripture, and this is probably for next week, but life and death are in the power of the tongue. Life and death. Yeah. Whatever you love, you're going to eat it. If you love death, you're going to eat it. So if you talk death, you're going to eat it. If you talk down your body or put a curse on your body with your own words, you're going to eat it. Okay? Okay. Um, verse 24. Put away from you a deceitful mouth and put, put devious lips far from you. Lying. God has no time for lying. He has no time. All liars go to hell. So, it, so get that cleaned up. Every time you even fudge just a little, stop it. Get it cleaned up. You should you should be in a place of conviction. You should be experiencing conviction if you smudged even a little bit or stretched the truth a little bit. <laughs> you know what I mean? You should be in a place of conviction. The Holy Spirit should be checking you on that and telling you to stop it. Correct it. Get it straightened up. He'll, he'll tell you to do that. Because, see, God's after a, a clean and a white and pure bride. He's after that. He doesn't want no junk hanging around us. Okay, put away from you deceitful mouth and put devious lips far from you. Let your eyes look directly ahead and let your gaze be fixed straight in front of you. Amen? Your gaze, your, your gaze, what is your gaze? Straight in front of you. What is that? Mind, yes. Focused on? Focused on Jesus? Your gaze is focused on, that's what we were talking about a little bit ago. Your gaze is focused on Jesus. What would he do in that situation? How would he act? Amen? Uh, Let's see. 26. Watch the path of your feet and all your ways will be established. Do not turn to the right nor to the left. Turn your foot from evil. Turn to the lighter. So see, we want to keep going. I'm focused on God going straight ahead. Not going this way. When it says the right or the left, that means sin there. That means sin. We don't go right to sin or flesh. We don't go left to it. All right? Okay. Okay, so that's such a good, a good um, um, rounded, good um, ways. I want, to, I want to try to hit this. I think we have enough time. Ways we open the door to sickness and disease. Some of them we kind of hit, but... Um, not submitting to his word. Not, we, we hear a word and, well, I'll do that next time. We miss it and we, we let's, say, let's say it's, um, um, let's just say it's uh, a word of strife. Let's do that. Something like that. And you're, you're, um, you know that it's not right. You know you di- shouldn't have done it, but you don't do anything about it. And so then, oh, I'm on easy street. I'll do it some more. I'll do it some more. I'll do it some more. Pretty soon you harden your heart. You harden your heart. And God's trying to tell you you shouldn't be in strife, but you've hardened your heart enough to it, it becomes part of you. Do you understand what I'm saying? And so what you have to do to get your heart unhardened, say you're in a habit of strife or you're in a habit of lying or you're in a habit of fear or you're in a habit of uh, uh, whatever, whatever, and you've hardened your heart to God telling you, checking you on it, then what you need to do is you need to pray in tongues, repent, of course, pray in tongues, and that area will soften your heart 
praying in tongues will do that, okay? Um, so, let's see. Um, so, not submitting to what God says in his word. We'll just call it sin, okay? We'll just call it sin. Dennis agrees with that. <laughs> we'll just call it sin. That's right. I mean, anytime you don't agree or submit to God's God's word, you're in sin. I guess that's a good way of putting it. Thanks, Dennis. <laughs> yes, yes. So, um, let's see. I want to go. I want to go to. Well, we did kind of hit this already. Um, keep keep um, his word. Watch your what you go in. Put in your heart and what flows out of it. There is. Uh, let's look at Proverbs. 423. I think we were right there and we were just discussing that. Watch over your heart with all diligence. So that's when when you speak out the wrong things, you open a door for sickness and disease. And we just did hit that. Um, lying, stay focused, fear. Fear um, is an open door. Absolutely fear is an open door for sickness and disease. And let's look at Proverbs 133, please. Proverbs 133, I've got about three scripture verses here, but don't need to hit them all. But but he who listens to me shall live securely and shall be at ease from the dread of evil. Uh, Let's look at 325 real quick, too. Um, Do not be afraid of sudden fear, nor of the onslaught of the wicked when it comes. for For the Lord will be your confidence and will keep your foot from being caught. So fear becomes an open door, and I'll just I'll just tell you my own um, dealing with that. When my sister um, was uh, dealing with cancer, and um, uh, I had to really resist that that spirit of fear because it even even afterwards, after somebody has passed, that spirit. And some of you have heard me tell you this, but the same weakness. That spirit, the demonic influence of infirmity, will go looking for the same weakness in in uh, family. Does that make sense? Um, so so, and I and I knew that Dick and I had that understanding. But that same weakness, and they want they need you know when somebody passes, they don't have a home anymore. Do you understand that? Demons don't have a home. They don't have a home when you pass. And they like to use you as much as they can while they're here. <laughs> while you're here, I mean. And so when you, when you, um, when, when that, a person passes, then that weakness, they know exactly where that weakness is in that person. And they'll go because they know they can, they can enter in. So, so you have to make a stand against that demonic influence. And that's what I had to do w- with my sister. Even when I was out there spending time praying, reading the word to her, all those times, all those times, I would, I would um, pray in tongues coming and going. I had an hour to do that coming and going at the hospital. And I would, I would, in Jesus' name, I break the power of you, spirit of cancer. I command you to go in Jesus' name. But you know how the enemy likes to drip, 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 drip. He'll tell you, he'll drip, drip, drip. He'll come and bring it to your door. And and if you've got any fear or you say anything with your mouth, you've opened yourself up. I'm not I'm not just trying to put fear in you, I'm trying to warn you. 
that these things do happen. The demonic realm is real, and they, they, they know what works. And we, we, the body of Christ needs to know what works as well. So you can make a stand against those things and not allow it, not, not even allow it to come to your thought life. Not allow it to be fearful. Not allow any of that. Amen? You are greater as he that's in you than he that's in this world. You have the mind of Christ. You are full of power, love, and a sound mind. Fear isn't, isn't a part of you. And so you don't let it be a part of you. And then, but anyway, fear is, uh, is another one that will open up the uh, um, sickness and disease. Okay, let's go to 1 Corinthians. And you guys all know this one. I'm pretty dogmatic about this. You'll know when we get there. 1 Corinthians, please. Um, 11. 1 Corinthians 11. And, and this is the, the Lord's Supper. Yes, yes, and yes. <laughs> Communion is a good thing. Yes, it is a good thing. But if it's taken the wrong way, you open yourself up to sickness and disease. Amen? Okay, so let's look at that. Um, 27. Therefore, whoever eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner, unworthy, shall be guilty of the body and the blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For he who judge, he who eats and drinks, eats and drinks judgment to himself. If he does not judge the body, judge yourself rightly. For this reason, many among you are weak and sick and a number sleep. See, when it says examine your body, that doesn't mean you look up and down. Okay, everything looks fine. No, you've got to examine your heart. Where are you at? I'll tell you, you better have it right too. You better have it right. You better know that you know that you know that you know you're free of all sin. You better have it right. Because look at, look at what comes back on you. For this reason, many among you are weak and sick and a number sleep. Amen? Amen. A communion's a good thing, but you got to do it the right way. If you don't... Anyway, I'm a real stickler when we do communion. I will tell people not to take it if, if I know if they shouldn't be taking it. So... I, I, it's just an important thing. Okay, let's look at um, Luke 13, please. And we'll probably wind up here, I think. We've got to the end a little bit of this group. Luke 13, 11. Luke 13, 11. Okay, And behold, there was a woman who for 18 years had a sickness caused by a spirit. You see that? So sickness can come from a demonic attack as well. You know, there's, there's what we just talked about, the fear. You open the door to that attack. But there also can be an attack. It's caused by a spirit. And she was bent double and could not straighten up at all. And when Jesus saw her, he called her over and said to her, Woman, you are freed from your sickness. And he laid his hands upon her, and immediately she was made erect again and began glorifying 
God. Amen? And so, you know, Acts 10.38, you know Jesus of Nazareth? He went about doing good and healing all who were uh, oppressed of the devil. So there's a lot of that that's going on. And people are just not aware of some of the ways they've opened the door to that to happen. Amen? And so, oh, I do have a couple more. Unforgiveness is a big one. Let's look at some Mark 11. We're going we're gonna to open Mark 11 a little bit more next week. We don't have time today, but Mark 11 is such an excellent scripture. Verse 22, Mark 11, 22. I'm just going to read it because it's so good. And, but 26 is where we're going. Have faith in God. Truly I say to whoever says to this mountain, be taken up and cast into the sea, does not doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says is going to happen, it shall be granted him. Therefore I say to you all things for which you pray and ask, believe that you have received them and they shall be granted you. Verse 25, and whenever you stand praying, forgive. If you have anything against anyone, so that your Father also who, in, in, who is in heaven may forgive you your transgressions. But if you do not forgive, neither will your Father so if you don't forgive, you just as well forget about having any healing manifestation in your body. Amen? I mean, isn't that, that's pretty, pretty clear. And of course, and <clears throat> unbelief, it kind of hits the unbelief there. <coughs> unbelief. Of course, we have James 1, 6 that talks about, um, you know, being a doubtful mind and, um, and not to expect to receive anything from the Lord. Okay, so... Next week, we'll be talking about how you can receive healing. Even you young people. You young people. Well, they're not in here. <laughs> Sky, are you young people? <laughs> A young people. Anyway, you know, it says children, obey your parents. Obey your parents, this, for this is right. This is the first commandment with a promise that you may, I think it goes this way, that you may live long on the earth, or it says... So things will go well with you. There's two things. Things will go well with you if you obey your parents. And then you live long on the earth. Amen? <clears throat> I, I, I will have to tell you, I will have to tell you, you got, you got to do the, you got, it doesn't make any difference if they're not your real parents. It doesn't matter. It does not matter. If they've been set in authority over you, you still obey them. You obey them. The husband and the wife, you obey both of them. Maybe you've got one, one that is your real mother and the dad isn't. Hey, it doesn't matter. When they come together like that, when they come together, it's a family unit. The father is just as much in authority as the mother. Doesn't matter when, doesn't matter how. It just, it just is the way it is. Okay? It is the way it is. So, Bowen's got just as much authority with Lynette's kids from her first before as as she did. You have just as much authority because you guys are one. And when you're husband and wife, when you're one, oh, and see, that's another, when you're one, when there's no animosity, when there's no dis- dissension, when there's no strife, you can believe, the husband can believe for healing for the wife. The wife can believe for healing for the husband. That's one of one of the best ways. I don't know how many times I had Dick pray for me. Pray for me. 
You know, that I need. Of course, you know, you've heard this story. I had to say, I, could you pray for this in my back here? Well, what, what do you believe in? I said, well, by his stripes, I'm healed. Well, I don't hear no faith in that. So that's what he would say. I, okay. Uh, by his stripes, I am healed. Okay, I'll pray now. So you know what I mean? So you got, so you have to, you have to, I mean, that's, that's exactly what I lived with, (laughs) you know, and it was good. (laughs) It helped me move right along in the things of God. (laughs) No more fluff (laughs) and no more pulling down the shade, no more hiding behind. Okay. I'm not doing that. I'm sorry. Okay. Anyway. Um, so there's, you can receive healing with your confession, um, setting your mind, um, the word, believing and not doubting. The gifts of healing are another one. Um, call for the elders, pastor, you know, to pray for you. Uh, the name of Jesus, which we sang about that today, is above every name. And everything has to bow its knee to the name of Jesus. So if you can't remember anything I said today, just exalt Jesus as Lord. Exalt Jesus as Lord. Amen? Okay, and so laying on hands, praise and worship. I talked about the husband, the wife, children. And praying for one another. Amen? Amen. God is so good. He's made provision. And how much provision has he made? He could have just stopped at Galatians 3.13. But he made all this other provision. The gifts of the Spirit. He made all kinds of provision for us. That we can receive our healing. The, 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 thing, the biggest thing I think that is the stumbling block to the church. Is they don't believe it. You know, was it Hagen said. Um, uh, the word of God. I believe it. That sells it. How did that go? I believe it. That sells it. Something like that. I believe it. I think I. God said it. God said it. His words in it. His word said it. I believe it. And that settles it. You don't have to understand everything. If God said it in his word, that's all you have to do. You believe it. And that's it. That settles it. And so we get to getting it with our minds. We get going with our minds. Well, how's this? And how's that? And why hasn't? And, you know, I didn't talk too much. I talked about physical healing. Emotional healing is the same thing. Emotional healing. There's, there's hurts and wounds. There's um, memory healing. Um, things that need to be forgotten. Trauma is, a, is another one. If there's been trauma, that can be healed. Um, all, all, there's just all kinds of things that God... See, God wants us whole. He said, by his stripes, we are healed and made whole we are we are made whole so by his stripes whose stripes jesus's stripes were made we're we're healed and we're made whole and we forget that other part we're we're healed and we're made whole say i'm healed and i'm made whole i'm healed and i'm made whole by the stripes of jesus by the stripes of jesus I'm healed. I'm healed. I'm made whole. I'm made whole. Jesus, paid the price. Jesus paid the price. He redeemed me. He redeemed and, me. I and I walk in wholeness, in, wholeness. in, healing. in healing, in life. In, life. in, Jesus' name. in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Oh, I could tell you much stronger after hearing healing. I could hear your strength. So put it to work this week. Put it to work. Like I said, build yourself up before you, you, you get hit. You know, that, yeah, build yourself up before you get hit. I, I don't know what else to say about that, but it's important. It's important. Then you've got some ammo. <laughs> Take that, devil. You know what I mean? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> God.
fun. God is so good. All right, Father, we just thank you for your word that is alive and active. And we thank you, Father, that is a work within them to will and to do your good pleasure. We thank you, Father, that your word does not return void, but it accomplishes a mighty work in in them, in Jesus' name. And we thank you, Father, we enforce the defeat of all demonic attack against their mind and their emotions, against their physical bodies. I break its power and I command it to get off of them in Jesus' name. I command healing to manifest. I command healing to manifest in their bodies. I command healing to manifest in their emotions. I command healing to manifest in their mind. And I thank you, Father, that you paid the price with your son and they are healed and they are whole in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Amen.